A lot of stuff going on in Milwaukee as Holy we. Cow. A lot of stuff happening today as we go into episode nine at slash you. Welcome. Cheers, Andy. Mm-hmm. That is a delicious beverage. Yes, that's Andy, of course. I'm Nick, and you are listening to slash you slash you, where we like to dissect, discuss, really uh, laugh about, explore, yeah, regurgitate. <laughs> Can't be forgotten slasher movies made between the years 1977, 1988. We try to keep them free for you on streaming services mm-hmm. that uh, I won't name because they won't pay us, and, and and we and we spoil. Oh yeah, we spoil the whole damn movie. Be prepared for that today. <sighs> today is a doozy, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Judging by Nick's, ugh, he's okay. not excited. Okay, yeah, it's a doozy. It's the first comedy, it's his first spoof, spoof movie that we've seen, like a slasher spoof comedy. Mm -hmm. Very similar to Student Bodies that I'm sure we'll do too. Like if Scary Movie was made, Mm -hmm. this was Scary Movie made for kids in the 80s and 80s. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit of We haven't said the name of it yet. Uh, It's called Wacko, 1982, right? 1982, one hour, 23 minutes. Directed by Graydon Clark. Yes. Gray, Gray Don Clark, however you pronounce that. Um, yeah, this is a little bit like Airplane meets a, meets a horror movie. Airplane, it's, 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 it's exactly. It's a, yeah. But it's, it's again, I'm going to fall back to a scary movie. <laughs> Don't know what year scary movie was made off the top of my head. I know we could stop. Oh, there's been like 16 of them, though. Yeah, you? scary movie two, scary Any movie scary three. Movie. And they're just all spoofs on current movies yeah. of the time. And this is what this was. I mean, we see references to Prom Night. Right. You know, that we just... That was last week. Thank yeah. you. It was... And that was... I liked... It was definitely a spoof on that. I think it's a spoof on Halloween. Yep. Um, references to Psycho. Psycho. Uh, Hitchcock Elef- movies. The Elephant, Elephant Man. Man. Yeah. Island of Dr. Moreau. There's a lot of nods to a lot of that stuff, and it's really... It's spoofy. Spoofy. There's a lot of visual jokes, a lot of throwaway one-liners. Oh, yeah. And, and then just a lot Airplane. of nonsense. Just a lot of over-the-top nonsense. You have to be it, it, friends of Slash You. This is a disclaimer. <laughs> Fuck. You have to take this one, this episode with. We'll try to make it fun. But you got to put your game face on for this one, Andy. You didn't like this. I it. I, what the second time? First time I was like, cool. Second time, <laughs> you know. And then the third. And then the third. I, I just started. It seemed like I know it's like we're childish and uh-huh. immature, but this was just. We'll, we'll dive into it. It's a little over the top. It's definitely you know, over the top. I guess it was the comedy we needed and the fun that we need during these yeah. crazy times. Is how are you doing on a, on a crazy times personal level outside of slash you? Um, right? Outside Things of slash out? you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, keeping it. Uh, How's your hand and your arm and all those injuries you've had? Oh yeah, all the injuries are good. Yeah. Uh, the writing is going well, and um, the wife is doing well. The kids, the do- dog kids, are doing well, and uh, <laughs> fur babies. For babies. Yeah, that's but, good. But, you know, again, uh, we are... Most of you don't know, we do slash you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We do. Beautiful yeah. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, United States of America. Um, 
And there's some crazy stuff going down here now due to COVID and politics. And that's all I want to get into. We don't want to try to get too preachy here, but uh, we almost couldn't record this episode today because yeah, there might be some civil unrest, some civil unrest in the streets. So, yeah. uh, but we braved it. We braved it because we care about you slash you. Right, right. And we are in a basement, so. (laughs) (laughs) We're in my basement, so if there is any unrest. If there's any unrest, but we want everyone to, I hope the community is safe. Absolutely. And I hope that uh, every man, woman, child, person of every color, every gender, every creed, every whatever is safe in Milwaukee. It's actually Milwaukee. The good land. The good land. Um, Does this guy know how to party or what? (laughs) Riding does not solve any problems it does not uh what you need to do to solve the problems is meet and discuss as a community and use your vote so please this is a good time to please vote vote early get out and vote right this one's important and now that we're five minutes in we're gonna get back to the podcast wacko (laughs) wacko wacko 1983 oh i had 82 oh yeah imdb says 82 but imdb has been proven unreliable in the past i have two I, I think it is 82, okay. brother. I think it is. That's what I had. I don't yeah. know why I wrote three. Maybe I was, well, burning, I was burning the midnight oil. I was one year old, so I don't remember it. Burning the midnight oils. <laughs> I gotcha. I was, in 1982, nine. Mm. So, uh, I have a birthday coming up. Swooper. Happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. Hey, and dig this. We're going to go over what we like to call here at Slash U, the Cliff Kill Notes. <laughs> like kill notes, but cliff right. notes, or does, yep. that, does that does that make sense? You think people get it? It makes sense to me, and then right. we are just talking to each other. Whether or not people are listening is up to them. Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple people. <laughs> cliff kill notes. I like it. I do too. Uh, cliff this, kill notes. This week's cliffs cliff kill notes um, brought uh, to you was, by well, these nuts. Yeah, brought to you by these nuts. There's um um there was a lot in this movie, so I struggled. I didn't struggle too hard, but I I, str- I like to keep this short. And the more I discuss how I like to keep it, the longer it's going to take. So yes. I'm just going to dive right in. Here's what this movie's about. 13 years ago, the lawnmower killer killed Mary Graves' sister, Pam, and her date at the Halloween pumpkin prom. Mary was just a child. Uh, her and her friends witnessed the killing. They had Bambi, Rosie, and Johnny, along with Mary, were uh, hilariously uh, bound and gagged and tied up in the back seat of the car as Pam and her date got run over by a lawnmower, a power lawnmower, uh, driven by driven by the pumpkin head killer. And this is a guy who has a jack-o'-lantern on his head. Yeah. Um, then 13 years later, it's present day, and that's when the movie takes place. It's time for the Halloween pumpkin prom again, and Mary is haunted by nightmares from witnessing her sister get chopped up in a hamburger. Also, she is uh, starting to find little model lawnmowers everywhere. Various little models. She finds one in her locker, and she's having plagued by these nightmares uh she's messed up and um that they believe that the lawnmower killer might make a comeback i mean or this time of year i guess gets her freaked out meanwhile detective dick harbinger is called to a grisly murder scene where someone's escaped a state mental hospital and killed one of the nurses and uh, dick harbinger immediately jumps to conclusions thinking the lawnmower killer has come back which is weird if he was never caught how was he escaping from the mental hospital anyway more on that later and uh dick harbinger is <laughs> the, the bottom line here is dick harbinger is obsessed with catching the lawnmower killer he never caught him and uh 
this uh, state mental hospital escapee, he assumes, is a sign that the lawnmower killer's back. Exactly. And he's been warning everybody he's coming back. So uh, that's the gist of the movie. And it's a lot like last week's movie, Prom Night, in that it takes place during the day, them going to school, an average school day, and then at night they're getting ready for this Halloween pumpkin prom. Episode 8 was Prom Night. Uh, a callback to when they were young, then to the day of a prom. Right. Which is the same thing as uh, Andy put it in the Cliff Kill notes. Uh, so Pam and her date left the kids bound and gagged in the car yeah. so they could attend the uh, prom. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was like <laughs> her parents had said, you got to watch your little sister, but she wanted to go to the pumpkin, pumpkin Halloween pumpkin prom. Yeah. So he took her little sister and her sister's friends. Uh, Bambi, Rosie, Rosie, and Johnny, Johnny and, and tied them up in their costumes. They had their Halloween costumes on. Tied them up and put them in the backseat of her car, and then yeah. they wit- they witnessed her getting run over. It's by funny. The lawnmower. the lawnmower to me represented a chopper almost because they oh, had yeah. he put the Walkman in, and the Walkman was the which we'll hear a lot in the movie. Alfred Hitchcock theme. There you go. And so I was like, that lawnmower chopper is pretty badass. I mean, that would be a cool build, like on one of these. Yeah. car building shows or whatever. I don't historically enjoy mowing the lawn, but if I had a lawnmower like that... <laughs> you would be the... And also, you'd be the talks of the neighborhood. Oh, I'd get it done in every, five minutes. Every dad like with yeah. new balances and cargo shorts would come over and go like, Hey, Andy, that's a goddamn good luck lawnmower. Say that again. New balance <laughs> cargo and cargo shorts. shorts. exactly what I wear when I mow the lawn. <laughs> Not even joking. Not even saying that. To, to get a laugh. Right, that is exactly what I wear. <laughs> well, how, I mean... I'm how sure. dare you hit me with an accurate stereotype? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and you, and you are a dad, too, like with Edie and Fritz and Monty. They're, yeah, Pets. they're animals, but yes. This is what's uh, cool with me. Um, Mary is, again, <laughs> the the, daughter, the the younger sister of Pam. Mary's the, the Jamie Lee Curtis of this movie. The main character. The main yep. character. Yep. Her sister Pam is the one that is dying, but in the beginning of the movie, she's watching her sister get ready for the prom. She's stuffing a bra, she's wearing lingerie, then all of a sudden a creeper comes in the window, window, yeah. and she realizes who it is, and she goes, oh, dad, and it's like, so pedophilia, incestuous yeah. pedophilia? Her, is her creepy dad. Her creepy dad is like watching uh, his daughter dress, and he says, no, I was just mowing the lawn, as he falls back on the lawn on the ladder right. that he's looking he's at he's climbing up a two she's story. like dad what are you doing and he's like oh, i was mowing the lawn and she's like yeah dad that's what you always say meaning he spies on his daughter daughters quite a bit yeah that's yeah. fucking weird it's man it's really weird and his, uh pervy pervy dad is uh doctor mr dr graves yeah mr dr graves mr dr graves and he uh he's um weirdly obsessed with his daughters uh, obviously Pam in the beginning of the movie she's the older one Mary was what like three four years old I would assume that because they yeah the, when they when they they jump ahead yeah 13 it's years. 13 years later so and you would think going prom, to, 17 years old yeah. is prom so I would just say four years old I think that's a yeah. good guess so All Rosie right. uh, Bambi Mary and Johnny in that car because there are four main characters those are yeah those are, are four little kids at the beginning of the movie and then they are grown up uh, later for the bulk of the movie. There's also Dick Harbinger is our detective, and you have um, Norman Bates is Mary's boyfriend. That's, name. <laughs> it's, That's it's, his character's, his character's name in this movie. Yeah, he's Norman Mary's Bates. boyfriend. That's one of our nods to Psycho. 
uh, you have Mary's younger brother, Damien, uh, who's a creepy little... A nod to Omen, which we all know. A nod to Omen. He's got a 666 on his forehead. He's, and he's a little creeper. Then you have uh, Tony... Tony Schlongini. Played by... Played by Andrew Dice Clay. A- at the time, though, Andrew Clay. Right. We know him as Dice. Dice Clay. This is his theatrical debut. Hmm. Um, he is a uh, Danny Ru- Danny Russo. He's, he's John Travolta in Greece. Yeah, so that's a nod to Greece. He is exactly yep. a stereotype. A stereotype, great one. Uh, leather jacket, leather jacket, slick back hair. Yeah, yeah. A big old whopping penis, I guess. <laughs> uh, so again, like you know, diving into the characters, at, yeah. which we are, and they'll still come up. Um, we do fast forward thirteen years later to the day, the day that we're going to be celebrating. The right. day and night of the pumpkin prom. And it's the also, the anniversary. The anniversary of her, of her because it's the thirteen years ago. Yeah. Thirteen mm-hmm. reversed is thirty one. Which is the thirty first and thirteen years ago Halloween. So like this is <laughs> this is how they're kind of setting this movie up. Yeah. Mary lays in bed at the age of seventeen. Uh huh. Looks like a selfie stick is coming through the window. Oh, we realize yeah. that's her dad. Again, trying to take off her nightgown, look He's at her panties. He's climbing up a ladder in the second story, reaching in, so she pulling up, up her dress. So she screams. Dad falls down again, <laughs> and she's like, "Dad, what are you doing?" And she, he's like, "Oh, honey, nothing. I was mowing the lawn." And she's like, "Yeah, Dad, that's what you always say." And I'm like, again, with the really within the first two minutes of this movie, well, we're meeting the father. He's a, an incestuous pedophilia, Pedoph- yeah. pedo- pedo- pedophile, pedophile. That's incestuous. So, yeah, very uh, weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, They're playing it for laughs. Yeah, I know. And maybe back then it was really funny. Well, you couldn't. Yeah, you would. Now, see, not funny. I don't think. Yeah, because right on. Like, I guess if I was like, because I'd be nine, or if I was even like born in '67, I was watching this at the age of fifteen. Yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I guess back then that sort of thing was just not. You didn't hear about it in the news or anything like that. So it's like it's so outrageous. That it's ridiculous and yeah. funny, and then we can laugh at it. Well, I mean, they did it in Star Wars. Fucking Leah and Luke made out, but they didn't know they were brother and sister. And that's also because George Lucas didn't know any, what he was doing. But don't get me started on Star okay. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah. A dork and a dumbass, because I know nothing about Star Wars. And uh, you're I had dork. all my movies uh, planned out, you <laughs> bullshit. You did not. So, uh, it's midichlorians. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry. Stop. I, You've triggered me. Uh, uh, <laughs> the dad comes downstairs after he falls off and cleans himself up. We realize that he's a doctor. He's got to perform a hysterectomy. Mary's at the table with her little brother, Damien. The dad is looking for a scalpel. Mm-hmm. Damien pulls it. He's like, this one, dad? It's pulled, pulls it out of his leg, and he goes, ha ha. No, no not, that, not one. that one. So Damien just sticks it back in his leg. I, what a weird, creepy yeah, little kid. Yeah, that's weird ass. Mom's got great cleavage, Mrs. Graves. Yes. She's... You know, like, I think she likes to fucking party. Like, I think, yeah, she likes to do nitrous. We learned that later. I bet if you threw up an eight ball and a fucking six pack of PBR, (laughs) she'd be like, let's go. Well, this is 82. Yeah. Their parents. So we figure they were kids during maybe the 60s. Yeah. So. I would say at the time. Yeah. They loved their drugs sort of thing. They're probably in the four. Yeah, that's good for them, man. I was really (laughs) stoked. And I know that it's, this is rated at the time, I think. 
what was it rated? If they did have a rating, I, I just know that it couldn't be. There was no nudity. There oh, was no blood spatter. Yeah, I think it was 15 plus or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't like a MSRP. This is or, like the not MSRP. It, manufacturer suggested retail price. No, it was yeah. like a, what's the parental parental ratings? It wasn't around. Parental guidance. Yeah, but it it wasn't like R or yeah. PG 13. It was like a 15 plus or something. Was it? So I don't know. There wasn't any nudity, but there was. Definitely hints to drug use and hints to oh yeah other... yeah yeah there there is and sex and yeah. promiscuous sex and drinking yeah. and stuff so um, yeah. then uh, they the wife cleavage mom hands him a big ass you know butcher cleaver knife. butcher knife cleaver yeah. no it's a meat oh, cleaver it? yeah will this do big... instead of yeah. scalpel will this do takes off so <laughs> that's great honey so the the day is set up we meet Mary's family there, there was a funny line of that part when uh, Mary said something to her mom like. You know, uh, Dad was sure acting strange this morning or something. He, you'd think he, you'd think he killed someone. And she says, "Mary, your father's a doctor. He kills people every day." <laughs> <laughs> well put. Oh man! And the, even in '82, they were slamming the American healthcare system. That's yeah. so <laughs> no, but that's good. This this one had a lot of good. There are okay. That's a lot of said, quotable. A lot of quotable things that I uh, quotable. Quotable quotes within this uh, film that were funny. Um, we meet uh, Doctor or Detective Dick uh, Harbinger. Harbinger, thank That's you. That's how I pronounce it. Dick Dick Harbinger. If you remember the movie Fletch, he was the detective that had yeah. Chevy Chase in the cell and he was about to shoot him. Yeah. He was also in the movie Mars Attacks. He played Jack Black's uh, father, who hated the uh, other brother because he was so proud of Jack Black going to the uh, military to fight the aliens. The the actor is. Joe Don Baker. He that those are the he's been in a lot of stuff. Right. Um, but that's how I remembered him when he came in. Yeah. And this uh Dick Harbinger is obsessed with the pumpkin killer. And he gets the call about a nurse that has been attacked. They assume it's a werewolf, and he's bloody parts. Yeah. yeah, a lot of blood, body parts. He gets up from his disgusting yeah. One bedroom studio apartment. I was guess. that a pile of cigarette butts next yes. to his head? Jeez. Yes, and then he fills. I guess we assume that he hasn't gotten a lot of sleep 30, yeah. since in thirteen years because he's been so obsessed with the pumpkin killer, right? Pumpkin head killer uh, that he fills his briefcase with coffee, coffee and cigarettes and guns and a knife and that that whole scene got me confused. His yep. his apartment is covered with. Uh, Newspapers. Thank and, you. Yeah, he's he. So he's weird. off. Yeah, he's he's just kind of that clowny detective. When he was leaving, he went into like a closet, broom closet looking thing, and he pulls out like a couple of guns and like a an RPG, like yeah. like a rocket launcher, you know. And <laughs> just I was like, what? He's like stocking up for the day. Yeah, I don't know if that's a uh, supposed to be a joke. Like the police are have too many weapons i don't understand why at 82 no i don't think yeah you know again the civil unrest really wasn't a big thing in 82 is what we're talking about in uh what we talked about the beginning of the podcast uh today yeah he is off uh his rocker um yeah he's he's he is just kind of like that that goofy detective character Mm that's played out but he's off to the state uh mental facility where we find out the nurse is dead her hat is chalked in uh, one of the policemen there kicks an arm off to the side to, you know, and, and it's like, evidence. you know, yeah, evidence is just kicked <laughs> to the side. How do you know the mental person escaped because it's a one story building? And so just yeah. out the window, there's yeah. sheets attached together. He like walks up to the window. The window is like what? Hip, <laughs> hip level. Waist, waist level. And there's sheets 
come, coming out the window like he climbed down like he climbed down what <laughs> he didn't he could literally step out it's one of those visual jokes visual jokes um very much like naked gun yes very much an airplane, like airplane. and yeah. very much that and those are the same zucker brothers that did that yep. like so this is yep. i mean that's where we're going in fact yep. i mean you know the the gentleman who plays uh dr graves yeah mr dr graves is from the movie naked it's, gun uh, george kennedy Yes, George Kennedy, thank you. And he was in all the Naked Guns. He was the Leslie Nielsen's sidekick. And Leslie Nielsen was in Prom Night last week's episode. There you go. Isn't this all connecting? This is kind of fun. Mind blown. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, thought your, I thought your laugh was a pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so the cop mentions that the killer might be a werewolf, and Detective Harbinger says, fuck off. The de- it's a lawnmower killer. Mm-hmm. Um and they all laugh at him, and they think he's a nut. So the fun continues, and well, the detectives, the the chief of police, is like, "Hey, detective, ma- you know- map that out logically, though, for a second, Nick. I mean, and I mentioned this in the Cliff Kill notes. So Detective Harbinger is there at the state mental hospital to examine how a nurse got killed uh, from a, a patient who escaped, and he assumes it's the lawnmower killer. <laughs> okay, so that tells me the lawnmower killer." was committed to this mental institution but i thought he was never caught 13 years ago he killed those two kids and and i thought that detective harbinger has been trying to bring him to justice for 13 years and that's why he doesn't sleep so it makes no sense <laughs> how he could say this oh the guy who escaped that's lamar killer but what? what i don't get it so they never the, point that out logical fallacy doesn't the, make sense a logical fallacy here too yeah you, you haven't slept in 13 years. How could you tell? I'm 31 years old. Mm-hmm. So 13 years ago, that means he was 18, and yeah. we find out that he's been on... So he's been... He a, looks like crap. And, yeah, you know, and that's, I guess, the joke there. Yeah. And he... A good point. Uh, very much falling into the realms of uh, the movies we watch. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right. It's but just ridiculous. Just ignore it because it makes no sense, and you'll ruin it if you try to dwell if you dwell on it too much. Honestly, yeah. and that's why we're here for you. That's why Nick and Andy are here for you, friends. <laughs> we dwell on this shit, so you don't have to. This is me holding, cradling you in my arms, <laughs> oh, stroking oh. your head, and saying it'll be okay. Oh, so fucking sweet. I know. Um, the records were burned into fire. The killer who escaped has been locked in his room watching daytime talk shows, and 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 we we see who we'll, who we'll just call the loony guy, yeah, bald guy, trench coat, combat boots. He's watching everything go down through some bushes, and then he runs off. Um, and then uh, they discover something in the room. The it's marked with a thirty-one, a circle around it, and red liquid calendar. Calendar. Yeah. Thank you. The detective tastes it, licks the red around the. On the counter and goes, it's blood. <laughs> Again, evidence? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we've seen something like that where they've tasted blood or they've, yeah. they taste like poop or, you know, whatever. This but, is um, cocaine. He runs it along their gums. This is definitely cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I see that all the time yeah. in the movies. I know, and they taste the other. Right. Because, I mean, I think if I was a cop and I, and I was a, if I was a, DEA, I'd be a fucking drug addict. I'd be like, hey, let me let a brother get it. No, I'm just kidding. I probably sound like a alcoholic drug addict. Mm-hmm. weirdo on this but i'm really a that's why i asked you how you're doing outside of this podcast just to try to give oh, our audience yeah, an a, idea of who um, you are i was on life. my second chapter of the bot no i shouldn't put that down <laughs> I, I just yeah no i don't uh, uh disclaimer again neither uh andy or nick uh approve of incestuous pedophilia or, oh God, no. or drug use that's 
like, like yeah, not a, well, no, some of the same. <laughs> anyway, let's just keep going. I'll cut all that out. So we meet. <laughs> are you done with the mental hospital scene? No, I just had a note right here. Yeah, I'm like, Andy, it? I have no idea what's. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, uh, right. What we assume is a killer has escaped. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a fucked up in the head detective. We got a pervy dad mm-hmm. and a daughter who we're thinking is a next victim. Victim very similar to Jamie Lee Curtis in Prom Night. Mm-hmm. So uh, then. What I have next, kind of going after that, I was just like, because I always make a big A next to my notes if mm-hmm. I need it, if I'm to ask you. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll we'll go through that. Now we're just kind of going up to meet uh, the character who is Norman. That's right. what I have. Next. That's what I have next. Norman right. Bates is Mary's boyfriend, and every time he has a condition, <laughs> Nick, I don't mean to make you laugh and spit out your beard, well, but Norman Bates has a condition that every time he gets excited or aroused. <laughs> He starts wheezing and huffing and puffing and sounds like a lawnmower. And, and, and it freaks out Mary because she hates lawnmowers. she's got PTSD from witnessing her yeah. sister get chopped up by a lawnmower. So he, they are uh, planning on having sex for the first time after the, after the Halloween pumpkin prom. Very similar to Kelly and her boyfriend last week in last week's episode yep. of Prom Night. I mean, totally. Uh, go back and listen to it. Prom Night was a great episode. It and was. Uh, this week we have uh, Mary Graves, her boyfriend Norman Bates, and they're talking about throughout the movie about how oh man it's gonna be great when we finally do it tonight. And she's like I'm the last virgin in the school, and and he's just <laughs> that's pretty good. That's and good. They, well, they put a little sound effect in there too to sort of supplement it. I think I think that they <laughs> agree to disagree. And they sound like it's supposed to sound like a lawnmower revving up. Um, and she, of course, freaks out every She time does not get aroused by that. Yeah, it freaks her out. So he gives her a present to maybe combat this. Oh, right. He gives her some earplugs. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> you can have these earplugs so that we can do it and you and my heavy breathing won't bother you. <laughs> the, that, that, really, the heavy breathing, my lawnmower sound effects that mm-hmm. when I get a heart on <laughs> won't bother you anymore. Imagine, well, I was going to say, imagine you don't have PTSD from witnessing your sister getting killed by a lawnmower, and and, and it, you don't have that problem, Okay. but your boyfriend still sounds like that when he gets excited. It's, uh, oh yeah, okay, this one's for the ladies of Slash U. Ladies of Slash U, honest question, if you were getting, or, you know, or men, I mean, this is... No, if your partner, floats your boat. Yeah. If your partner was started to make the sounds of a lawnmower, <laughs> would you get stoked? Would you get aroused or would you get not aroused? Uh, yeah. Turn on, turn off. We'll post a survey right. slash on you. a slash you hey, uh, stories. We're going to have to write that down so you remember to post a survey. Uh, I will do a survey. <laughs> so then we kind of go to Alfred Hitchcock High School where we meet the other game. Yeah, home of the birds. Home Alfred of the birds. I guess high there's school. a big football game uh, against Alfred. The high school is Alfred Hitchcock High School. And the Alfred Hitchcock birds are playing the De Palma Knives. I guess that's a ripoff. Brian De Palma, who uh, at the time was kind of known for directing Carrie. Okay. Um, a great great movie so that's um, a super cool little visual nod visual joke for insiders who know those yes. names yes uh, uh, very very much so andy and uh part where the movie's actually witty yeah i mean it is clever the palma knives that's what i'm assuming yeah um because of uh the nod to carry it's and he also did some uh, other great movies but prior to 1982 i believe carrie was his biggest one mm-hmm. so the girls are in the bathroom yeah 
doing their makeup, getting ready for the day. That's Rosie and Bambi. Like and, another Grease scene. Remember? Yeah. Like, I mean, the, a lot of The scenes. mirror's like super crowded. Yes. All the ladies are doing their makeup and they've stuff. They've done that. They've done that. And I know what you did last summer. They've done that in uh, Scary Movie. They've right. done that. Like They've done that. Like in a lot where the girls are gathered together, and that's where we find out another great line. So you're, you're, what was it? You're going, you're going to go to a picnic on Norman's hot dog? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and Mary's disgusted, like, oh, no, I'm not going to eat anyone's hot dog or something. <laughs> but that's where, we're, yeah, but that's where we really get to know adult Rosie or a teenage girl Rosie. Yeah. Teenage girl Bambi, mm-hmm. and then and then they go. They make the reference to Johnny, who was also in the car. Like, isn't it crazy? Like, didn't he? They said, yeah. Well, isn't it weird how Johnny ran away at after witnessing of... those murders at the age of three? And Bambi says something like, "It must have been hard for him to get a job when he was so, he was so short." short. <laughs> at the age so, of four, it must have been so yeah. tough for him to find a job being yeah. that young and that little. So that we learn that of those four kids who witnessed the murders, Johnny. Uh, ran away. Yes. And Bambi and Rosie and Mary are the only ones left uh, here. Bambi and Rosie, oddly unaffected, don't seem traumatized. No. Mary's the only one who's traumatized. Guess it was her sister getting yeah. mowed over. That's uh, that's a good point, but I still think they would have been a little dramatized, traumatized, but they're not. Right, but Johnny running away is foreshadowing. I love how we sing that every time there's foreshadowing. Get a clean one. <laughs> what do you mean? What? What does that mean? Clean one. Clean one, so I can put an echo over. Oh. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> so then, uh, all of a sudden, that you know, we find. I always say all of a sudden, like you're always saying it, like. It's all right. We realize that's another one. I said, fuck. The it's girls a, are talking. Yeah. Rosie's going to a dance with a character known as Tony Schlongdingy. <laughs> He played by Andrew Clay. Yes. Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Clay. We realize that he's ruined two pairs of pants just that day alone because yep. of his big penis. Yep. He comes down the hallway with the toe. He's Tony, got a posse. He's got a posse. Singing his theme song. A teacher, I guess, is involved. I mean, there's is like. It? Yeah, there's a oh, teacher geez. and like students, and they're all. They're singing a Tony Slongini song. Tony Slongini. Hey. Yeah. I've got the hair. Yeah. Your girl's underwear. Yeah. Something um, about the ladies tear my clothes off. Yeah, totally. And that was actually a song written. Andrew Clay went to the director and said, I want to write this song about yeah. my character. Our director's yeah. like, yeah, go for it. Or doing a line of coke. He's yeah, either smoking it. a doobie or doing, doing a line, doing a line of, coke. of coke. Like and saying, yeah, whatever, fine. Um, <clears throat> but It's 30 seconds. I mean, it's Yeah, it's, it's just cool. a quick thing. And then the girls leave the uh, locker room to, and so Rosie can approach Tony Shlongdingy and Shlongdini. Shlongdini. And say, yeah. I can't wait for prom tonight because I'm going to give it to you. Here's a free peek. Opens and he's like, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Rosie. Like, you could tell he's getting excited. I'm not wearing, she's like, I'm not wearing panties right now. I'm not going to wear panties tonight. They play a sound effect of, it sounds like something stretching. <laughs> I didn't. Nick has removed his headphones. They, that's seriously they do his eyes kind of roll up and he's like oh, I know oh that. wow and you hear this <laughs> so you are very much uh, supposed to re- think he's getting a boner yes the, uh... it's very obvious <laughs> very well, obvious uh, so he's, he's sitting there Rosie walks off Mary decides to approach him and say 
Barry decides decide to approach Tony and say, Tony, not all girls are like that. Yeah. Some girls actually wear panties. Here, let me show you. She lifts up her skirt to show this little white lacy <laughs> panty line on her creamy white thigh. See what? And so he, yeah. she's like, she's like, see, not all girls are bad. And he's like, because yeah. now he's like getting to see some Super panties. Super aroused, yeah. So uh, I thought she that, didn't help at all. <laughs> yeah, she she was trying. I guess she was trying to do one for, you know, women's. You know, I'm trying to be a feminist, but I think it backfired. You yes. know, like she should have just said, if she didn't show her panties, I think she would have gotten away with it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but okay, that just brings me to another stupid point, too. Sure. In the movie Christmas Vacation, when, you know, Chevy Chase is sitting at the counter, like looking at that really hot girl behind the counter, the girl that he dreams about, like diving into his pool. I always hated this scene. Even when I was a kid in Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation, he's like, she's like, does your wife like these? Look how they look on me. And the, the sales girl, really hot. Mm-hmm. You know, is like sitting there showing some schlub mm-hmm. that, and she holds up her like you know skirt like, look, I'm wearing them right now. Yeah, and he's like, wow. And Rusty comes up, look at that, Russ. Yeah, right, Dad. Anyway, I'm sorry to go off topic. No, that makes sense. It's just I, it's, I understand the it's reference. Stupid, but it's um, like they're, what they're pointing out, especially in the Christmas Vacation movie, is that that girl's not very intelligent. She's okay, just lifting up her dress to show. Uh, a uh, random yeah, customer. I don't but she could she could have been like that could have been a part time job behind that counter, you know, while she was like you know in med school. Like I don't want to take away from her intelligence. I just think that it's what they did in those movies. And so it's anyway, like um, we meet Chief O'Hara, who yes. was um, I don't know the actor's name, but I do remember him in Rambo. Yeah, that guy's been around a while too. Um, he was also um, in. Charles Napier. Yes, Charles Napier was the actor. I remember him also from he was uh, in Austin Powers. The uh, he was like a, a commander in that as well. Yep. Um, He's been in a lot of stuff. You yeah, re- but you recognize him if you watch his Murdoch and what I remember him was Murdoch and Rambo. Right. So and so Dick uh, Detective Dick Harbinger is there to try to convince Chief his chief that. Um, the pumpkinhead killer is lawnmower killer is back and he brings in a psychiatrist or a psychologist from the mental institution to Dr. Denton to convince Chief O'Hara of uh, what this uh, escaped mental patient is is capable of right yeah Dr. Denton explains to the chief through he, his nuttiness because he's <laughs> as he's coming in the door he looks at a, I love the way you dot your eyes it's very anal and he looks Talking like, to the secretary back yeah, outside, yeah. And the doctor, and he's a fucking nut job. So yeah. the, he's just so. The, he says to the chief, "Your secretary has a magnificent butt." <laughs> and then he like tells the you know he gives his credentials or whatever. I'm a, a whatever years I've been doing this forever, and I can tell you that judging by your haircut, you're very uh, repressed, you know. And the chief's like, "This guy's a clown." And then the yeah. doctor's like, "He called me a clown." He runs. He runs. He lays down on the couch. He's all freaking out. So. Doctor or Detective Harbinger's like, dude, just tell tell the tell the chief what you told me. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? That I love black women. He's like, no, not that. And he's like, oh yeah, the killer is the killer's an absolute wacko. And I went, hey, there it is. Title wacko. of the movie. Drink. Yeah. Remember movie. our drinking game oh. when they say the title of the movie in the movie. Drink. Drink. Well, I try not to drink when I watch these. Well, bullshit. Like, when I watch them, the like the second and third oh, time, okay. I don't. Sorry. When I watch them the first time, yeah, man, I'm I'm having a couple beers, just hanging out. Uh, it's more enjoyable that way. <laughs> so, um, 
Wacko. He's a wacko. Don't yeah, make he's him a wacko. Angry. Harbinger leaves pissed because the chief tells him to fuck off pretty much. As he's yeah. leaving the uh, the the precinct, mm-hmm. all these other cops are walking by, which we assume is a criminal. Right. And they all start kind of making fun of Harbinger, like, right. Hey, is a psycho killer did you, coming? Did you catch the pumpkin-headed killer yet? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, and, and the criminal there seems to know something. He's like, laughing. Yeah. Laughing, and he's like, but the criminal goes, I wanted to talk to you, detective. I'm the lawnmower. I want to, it's about a, it's about a girl that died 13 years ago uh, by a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, and Detective Harbinger says, shut up. And he's like, wait, does this make, does this sound familiar? Does this sound familiar? He's like, fuck off. He punches a criminal in the, yeah, he like throws him down the stairs. He buzz off, leave me alone. And yeah. all the, the other cops. The other cops are like making fun of him, laughing at him. Yeah, and so and you know the criminal gets up and goes, "I'll show him." Like, so he just pissed off the criminal. So now we have what we assume are two people running around. That there. guy that he punched and threw down the stairs is credited as weirdo. He shows up in the credits of the movie as weirdo. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so because he is in the movie quite a bit, but yeah, a couple other times. Um, again, we start to continue the story with our yeah. students they're in a back chemistry in science, class science class yeah um why he but the science teacher dr uh moreau moreau <laughs> is a magician i guess because he's sawing a lady in half and then he brings out his assistant who's got huge boobs and everyone starts clapping when she comes out right i guess because of her boobs but then they saw the lady in half she dies i guess so there's a bunch a... of blood that yeah. falls on the ground I didn't count it as a kill. I didn't. I mean, I get, but she, I guess she well, does. Well, he's but... explaining like physics or atoms or something uh, about relativity. I don't know. While he's sawing her in half, so it's part of like an experiment that he's. It's <sighs> just nuts. I'm so confused. And dude. he has like a metal scalp. Yeah. Yeah. The top of his head's bald, and it's like it's metal. And you hear at one point a fly buzzing around noise, and he takes a hammer and hits himself on the head and that sort of like snaps him out of another it. another fly reference pretty much similar to return to horror high very but, weird yeah very like, very very confusing the, the kids are walking away from class later and you hear mary saying like dr moreau is such a great teacher he makes science more believable i heard he had his own island <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line very good. um i also love it when norman tries to make out with mary because everyone in the hallway that outdoor hallway is making out oh, i mean yeah. everyone's heavily like a very typical teen horror slasher well, she movie. Said, i'm the last one in the school i'm the last one in the school to, to yeah when, yes yeah. they're all sluts they're all they're yeah they're all and the men are sluts too mm-hmm. everyone's just fucking but so norman tries to start making out with her and she's like norman not here what would everyone think and right when she says right after she says that there's two people that are finishing you hear oh, oh. so i the you know the ironic uh, that. the ironic scene of it yeah every time that was very funny to me because you know he's probably just rolling his eyes as they're all gross um they we have then harbinger breaking the fourth wall with some flashbacks talking about how his history with the uh the lawnmower killer right before that though as uh, they're leaving the hall outdoor hallway scene where you know the the teenagers are pretty much fornicating Mm -hmm. we have to realize that dr Moreau has made a secret serum. Oh yeah, that will turn the players into animals. And again, Ice Dice Clay, Andrew Clay is like, I'm so sorry, I should admit it. It was like, it's fine. He's a very apologetic character. Yeah. But but then we do go back to the flashbacks with uh, Detective Harbinger. He's uh, <laughs> he's I, I I thought somebody was in the car with him. I realized he's, that he's talking to us. Yes, he's, he's talking, talking to, to the audience. Uh, and he talks about 
a long time ago. He was a rookie, 13 years ago. He was a rookie, and he went to pick up. He saw a woman by the side of the road, and he picked her up, and he, she got in the car, and he's like, she must have been 15, 16. But, uh, so he's a pedo as well. And, um, and he, Oh, yeah, we find that out later. Yeah, too. he says she started moving, moving her dress, inching her dress up. Her creamy statutory thighs. <laughs> Great line. Oh my god. I don't think we've had a line like that since episode one. Yeah. Of our podcast. Good call. Um, and then he's just like, "Oh wait, wait, that's not that's not what happened. That's not what happened. I'll tell you what really happened." And he flashes back to I was. This is my favorite. Scoping out a. He's undercover at an S and M parlor. Right. He's getting he's, whipped by this girl. He's wearing a dress and a wig, <laughs> and this chick's whipping him, and he's he's like rope string stringed up to the <laughs> that's ceiling. That's my favorite. Strung up on the ceiling, and he's like, "That's not that's not the story. That's not what happened. That's yeah. not what happened. No, no, uh, uh, no. It was uh, the time where uh, everybody was freaking out. The rabbi had passed out, so I took out my switchblade and I blade and I circumcised <laughs> the baby myself." And then, no, wait, that's not what happened. And he's like, I'm gonna be for real and I'm tell really you guys, tell you, tell yeah. you all what happened. And yeah, he he did, he talks about how they had a policeman uh, um, Halloween, Halloween party. party, and he had to go dress as a clown because uh, one of the other cops stole his costume idea of a kangaroo. Kangaroo, and he um, got the call that these killings had happened. Uh, uh, somebody had run over two kids at the school prom with uh, a lawnmower, so he was on his way to the graves household and he didn't know how to break the news to him because he's dressed as a clown so mrs graves opens the door and he wearing another goes, really nice lingerie right you know boobs so this butt. is 13 years ago and he's yeah. like trick-or-treat and she goes oh and gave him an apple she like rubs an apple on her butt and gives it to him here you go and then he pulls out his badge and says official police business i need to tell you talk to you about some things and that's when she's kind of like, oh, what? Oh, my goodness. Well, and the dad comes out first. Doctor, Dr. Graves Mr. is like, Dr. Graves. if it's about those razors that are in apples, I was shaving under a basket of apples and my razor fell out. Yep. And, it's, you know, <laughs> again, very airplane, very. It's, it's weird. And he, uh, 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 the detective Harbinger says, you know, your, your daughter, Pam, she's been killed. And your other daughter, Mary, witnessed the whole thing. And that's when we cut back to. The Graves and Dr. Graves' hair is suddenly white. Did you catch that? It's 13 years ago. His hair was like black brown. And when Detective Harbinger said, Your daughter Pam is dead, your other daughter Mary witnessed the whole thing, the camera cuts back to the Graves's, and Dr. Graves' hair is no. white now. Oh. Very Like he was so, I don't know if he was startled, scared, now his hair is white. And they start crying, of course. And then yeah. Detective Harbinger's like, well, wait, no, I'll, I'll make it better. I'll make it better. And he makes a balloon animal. <laughs> a giraffe. A giraffe. It's a giraffe. Cute, cute little fella, cute isn't it? Cute little fella, isn't it? Um, and that's that's his history. That's his history. He vowed to hunt down the lawnmower killer. So, so. He, he decides to really hunt down the killer. He pulls into... He's like stationing himself at the school. Yes. He yeah. wants to go meet the weird janitor geek type because it's mm. a stereotype. So he goes to interview Zeke. His name's Zeke, but they keep calling him Geek. Deke or Geek. Deke or Geek. Zeke. And he's like, do you know him? School gardener. He's like, do you know who this person is? And he pulls out the pumpkin killer, like somebody behind a lawnmower. And he's then, do you know who this person is? Zeke pulls out a photo of a female, I guess. With a, So he just pulls, you know, he grabs Zeke. Zeke. Zeke pulls out a picture of Detective Harbinger in a dress <laughs> with a wig. Says, do you know who this person is? And that's when Detective Harbinger's like, all right, fine. You know, I see how it is. I didn't even You didn't catch that? No. Yeah. And Zeke's like, what is this? The obligatory blame the perverted school gardener on the murders? Yes. 
that was perfect. Another fun one because there are so many that go back to, I mean, that's played out even to movies and slasher horror films today. Yeah, that It was awesome. It, that was fun. Um, we go on the line, uh, well, sorry, the lunch line. Mm-hmm. Fast forward in the lunch line where the students, the, the, our characters, our, our teenage characters are hanging out. Mm-hmm. We Norman is scared that Mary has discussed his problems with making lawnmower sounds. <laughs> She's like, no, I haven't told anyone. <laughs> Tony decides to drink pea soup. His Tony's head does a 360 yeah. as a nod to the exorcist. He barfs it out. Barfs it out. Um, we meet Harry Palms. <laughs> the vice principal. The vice principal, yeah. because Detective Harbinger wants to talk to the vice principal, <laughs> Harry Palms. Harry Palms. Who... Who speaks as a priest that is uh, like an evangelical priest who's demonizing the way of of improper thoughts and yeah he's trying to purge vices. the student purge the students of their perversions and he's their got vices. a ding dong mold of a booby mm. that he says is a, and it says mom under it ooh I didn't see that so it's like your mom like it's I've always heard stories like like the mom can't get away from the teat or something and it's so very Freudian. Yeah, like he's yeah. like, yeah, very totally, yeah. and like you know, he's like, I've got panties, lingerie, I'm, you know, so yeah. he's I've confiscated mouthfuls of panties or whatever he says. I don't know. He's <laughs> he's a weird guy, yeah. but he's right. He's your stereotypical uh, uh, evangelical, like I have exercised the demons, you know, that type of character. And uh, Detective Harbinger um, doesn't really find any use for this guy. He actually at, at one point puts a kid. The, the the vice principal he has a puts kid him in a vice. puts him in a vice that's up against the wall and sort of screws it tightens the vice on his head to sort of help I never really got vice principal vice <laughs> to and vice like uh addictions cigarettes yes. oh, sex vice hey. it works on so many levels Dude, vice principal we just, God. working on your vices well, we talk about it and putting Our, people in a vice yes yep. that's that's smart and then I love how this Let's, movie's getting better the more and more we talk about it. We talk about, about it, it does. Right on, Andy. I love when <laughs> when Detective Harbinger looks at Harry Palms and goes, how in the hell did a dango or a dingo or a nut job like you become vice principal? Mm-hmm. And he kind of starts exploring it. But uh, jump to the library where a dream sequence is coming and a notice comes up on the screen that says, notice, dream sequence coming, unnecessary to story, uh, get refreshments now. And it's 100% accurate. Yes. There is nothing to watch in this uh, dream sequence. It's Mary tied up as a cave woman. She's tied up to two lawnmowers, bound by wrists and ankles to two lawnmowers. A barching band behind her uh, approaches her. Holding play- up the word Hitchcock. And playing the Hitchcock theme, and then they just decide to eat her. It's descend upon her. Yeah, and she screams and I wakes up. I don't know. Up. Okay, so there is no... So the little words that pop up that say, useless dreaming scene, go get refreshments, uh, is, <laughs> it's legit. You can literally go jump up and grab a refreshment. That go is... grab a beer. Go to the bathroom real quick. It's yeah. getting her waking up <laughs> scary. I love, too, is it's a library. Everyone's in the library, and there's a flight attendant handing out all the kids' pillows because they're yeah. all asleep in the library. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the... <laughs> Mary screams. Uh, she's you know wakes up and they kind of go through that whole story. But yeah, what did we? They what? keep repeating the line to Mary. Like we know you saw some things when you were a kid that are gonna mess you up for life, right? What was the? Do you remember the line? They they said it so many times. We realize that the the things you've seen as a child are gonna mess you up for life. Uh, you carry this baggage. It's gonna be with you forever. You're gonna have to deal with it. They say it like multiple times. How basically. 
She get just, over it. Get over it. Yeah. So there's multiple people in this movie telling her, stop screaming every time you hear a lawnmower. Stop having bad dreams. Get over it. Well, because then she goes to her locker and opens up and she screams again. Because there's a... A baby lawnmower. Yeah. And I laugh because the detective harbinger runs in and, just, and goes he freaks out and he unloads his whole pistol he everybody stand back and he gets he, his revolver out shoots the lawnmower a, a toy lawnmower yeah, that's it's a, no bigger than like a christmas ornament yes it's a matchbox car very yeah. tiny exactly and he just unloads his revolver oh dang it out of bullets this is where i take a picture of a young andrew clay and a, a note ding 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 i'll put that on our uh, instagram page at okay. slash you underscore podcast because uh, I just, you know, he's only 24 in this filming. Right. So the the killer, or not the killer, the, the what's... The, the loony. loony is... He's credited as Looney, the guy the who loony. escaped the loony bin. He's, I guess, trying to get a peek down Mary's shirt because all of a sudden he appears. Uh, pops up. Pops up. The detective looks at him. He runs off. He, he runs off like a loony tune. Like, <laughs> the loony. Yeah, and he takes off. Yeah. Another great reference. And so he, Detective goes on a full... Detective Harbinger it's starts weird, chasing after yeah, him. Yeah, it's a weird chase. Uh, they run outside to the field where there's a driver's ed course going on, taught yeah. by a biker type, like a traditional biker from the 70s, beard, long hair, bandana. Looks like a ZZ Top. ZZ Top kind of biker guy with two driver's ed cars that the are biggest, bad. The biggest cause of accidents is... What inattentive driving, or something? That's what he said. No, he sounds very instructional. Right. Like it's fun because, but he's like, you think he'd be saying something opposite. But these cars, these driver's ed cars, are the students. These the, the cars the students are learning in are sick, dope, fast forward, muscle big cars. engines. Yeah, muscle yeah. cars. That's a great way to put it. They have flame decals. Yes. On them. And, and uh, what's the what did you call that for all of our car nuts out there with the the coming out of the engine that lets air in. You know, it's like that raised block, raised Carburetor, engine block that, of... that uh, it almost, as they drive, this is pointless. But you know what I mean? They have, like, the opening in <laughs> the hood. Yeah. I'm not a car guy, Andy. Ah, me neither. We were, they were taking off on skateboards, maybe we could talk about They're that. muscle cars. They're muscle cars. That's exactly what it is. And they jump in. Yeah. The, the, the Loonian the one takes off. Uh, and Detective Harbinger gets jumps the in the other, and they start chasing each other. Detective after the Looney, and the Looney's car—it's Rosie and Tony Schlongdingy. They're just making out, and that's getting them sighted. They're somehow in the back seat very quickly because they were just in the hallway. Yes, in the scene prior to this. Yes, of course. Next to where the little baby lawnmower got shot up. So was Bambi, so and Bambi are... is now in the detective's car, and yeah. she's like almost giving the detective a hand job. She's like getting turned on by the detective's driving. And he digs her, too. Yeah, he's kind of digging it as well. Further reinforcing that he's a pedo. Another, yeah, <laughs> exactly. My point! But Bambi wants, you know, Bambi gets excited, asks him to the prom, but another stupid, very immature, They there's a mannequin, I guess, a De Palma, like, mannequin oh. hanging from the post, and they yeah. run into it, and the mannequin flies off and through a window into, into this... a sex ed class and lands yeah. on a naked mannequin, it's and it's like... It's a throwaway thing, God, yeah. so stupid. And, um... And she's Bambi's trying to get the detective. But what's funny to me is that they decide to start making out in the back seat. But they're in the back seat now. Who's driving the car? For those two. Christine. Seconds. Yeah. Um, A huge wreck involving the cars. Yep. Uh, the detective jumps over the wreck. As he jumps over the wreck of the loony, the loony wrecks his car. The detective jumps over the loony's car and continues. Just flies up into the sky. And they and now they're in the sky. And they're just flying away. And she's like, "You got a date for the 
Halloween pumpkin prom, and he's like, yeah, I do, baby. I got a date with Destiny. Date with Destiny! And she's just like, aw. You know, we go to the next scene. <laughs> Pretty good special effects. Yeah, I mean, you gotta figure, 1982 before CGI. Yeah, to kind of speak to the budget of the film. So we're getting ready for the dance, and uh, Mary's yeah. mom is in the kitchen cooking, and Damien's in the oven with, you know, 666 still written on his hand, and she's like, get out of the oven. Again, like, I guess funny, spoofy, airplane mm-hmm. shit. Uh, someone throws a lawnmower through Mary's house. The mom finds it. Yeah. she. And she's like, you can't be scared every well, time she... someone throws a lawnmower through your window. She's scolding Damien for being in the oven. You hear this crash, and she's just like, who is it? As if that's their doorbell? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then she comes upon a lawnmower that's been thrown through the window. With a note, very similar to a brick being thrown through the window yes. with a note attached to it. And she calls her husband, Mr. Dr. Graves, and he's in surgery, right? Yes. And he pulls a, he pulls a little toy yeah. lawnmower out of a fucking... He is giving... I'm, I'm busy, honey. I'm stitching up Mr. Cooper. He just had a hysterectomy. So did you think about that? Did Mr. He... Cooper. And you know what a hysterectomy is? Yeah. It's where they remove your uterus. So how would Mr. Cooper be getting a hysterectomy? Oh, God. Stupid. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, stupid? Yeah, I forgot. And then, and I went to med school years ago. I right. forgot. But so. the, Dr. Graves is like, I'm stitching up Mr. Cooper. He just had a hysterectomy. And all of a sudden, they page him. Dr. Graves, Mrs. Cooper is waiting for you for her hysterectomy. <laughs> and he's just like, uh-oh. <laughs> But there's a, isn't there a toy lawnmower involved yes. in there? Okay, I just this it's is so messed up. Okay, talking about this movie now with you, Andy, is making it so much better. I will give it that. Doctor Graves had there's blood all over him. Yeah, there's all blood over all over the patient and blood all over the room. But he reminds his wife, you can't get into a tizzy every time. You tell Mary you can't get into a tizzy every time someone throws a lawnmower through a window. That's another good line. Yeah, another good stuff. We the gym. With the, they're getting ready for the big football game. Uh, mm-hmm. Tony's, Tony Sondini's locker is black and smoking, and they're like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "I haven't seen my locker do this in the 13 years I've been here." So we assume that Tony Sondini, Sondini, yeah. has been there the 13 years since Mary's sister died. So he's old. He's like he's in his old 30s. Guy. So the gym socks, his gym socks turned yeah. that in. So another like little immature little throwaway joke. Yeah. And uh, we realize that uh, the, the criminal is back with sod sex. We got the geek, the loony, the weirdo, the jock. And he's like, hell, I'm even thinking my and harbingers. Like I'm even kind of worried about my little, my son, little dick. And he shows this little, it's him, but he's wearing like the, the lead guitarist from ACDC. Uh, mm-hmm. Edit Shorts that in now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you'll hear your voice come in. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I can't believe I can't think of the top of my head. I sound like an asshole. But he's wearing that. Um, yeah. Again, I know we're kind of going on time oh, at man. 54 minutes. Well, but I, we, I think we can kind of start going through. leading up to the prom is what yeah. we're doing. Well, yeah. the, the, the Dr. Monroe enters the, the, the all the football players are together. He enters. He's given the, the, the football players a big speech as he's entering this serum. He's, he's shooting them shooting shooting up, up with the same needle. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> He's hitting them all with the same. Nick has removed his headphones again. The headphone removal count is up to two. 
uh, and Dr. Moreau, <laughs> the science teacher slash football coach. Oh which, shit! You know, I'm so happy I've taken over coaching this team. Yes, we haven't won that. The, we haven't won the game for 13 years. Good accent. Yep, and he's he's got like a weird German accent, and he's shooting all the players <laughs> up with German? this serum. I don't know, and uh, they're 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 turning into animals. Yes, Li- literal werewolves, animals, like werewolves, a couple of uh, tusks, warthogs. like boars, yeah. warhogs. Yeah, and so we're under the impression that they go out on the football field and just maul the. They other do. Team. They they tear. Yeah, they're they're going to rip. We're going to tear them apart like animals. Literally, that's what they did because it was the first when they had. Because when Mary goes home, because Mary's a cheerleader, right? Uh, Mary turned into a Valley Girl, I guess, because she is like, "Oh my God, we won the game!" And I looked it up. The movie Valley Girl with Nicholas Coppola, later Nicholas Cage. There was uh-huh. a movie, and it was 1983. Uh huh the movie came out so this is I guess Valley Girls were getting kind of popular at this time gag me with a spoon totally oh my god here we go so (laughs) Mary starts talking like that mom starts talking like too and she's like oh my god I forgot you got a message right and it's like it went like this I'm going to kill you and you know I guess it's a friend and uh, there's so many little new and and I guess it's a friend of yours Mary and she says yes there are so many little nuances within this film that it kind of uh, starts to you know I I really my notes start yeah Yeah. um, there's a couple of dinners with parents you have uh uh, Tony Schlong, Schlongini and Rosie. Wait, before though, again, Mary's oh. in the bathtub, getting oh. ready with a big razor blade. She's shaving her her legs, legs with, with a, a machete, and essentially. The dad comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and again, Dad, what are you doing? He's feeling his way through the steam in the room. Yeah, just to try to get a piece of his daughter. I don't understand that. I don't either, but I, I just I think I think it. that's uh, the the. Yeah. I'll be mowing. I'm I'm just mowing the lawn. Yeah, and she's like, well, yeah, yeah, sure, Dad, that's, that's what you what always, always say. say. But then that's when the dinner scenes begin. Right. First one with Anthony and Rosie. <laughs> well, don't call him Anthony. Don't call him Anthony. Rosie's dad and mom are very prim and proper and sort of well-off people. And, yeah, uh, Tony um, wipes his mouth with his sleeve, of course, and Rosie's dad says, and what are you going to do after after school, Anthony? And he's like, excuse me? I said, what are you going to do after school, Anthony? Like, you talking to me? Don't call me Anthony. Yeah. You call me Tony. Call me Mr. Schlongini. Or, or Schlong. My friends call me Schlong. But don't ever <laughs> call me Anthony. Do we understand each other? And he's like, yes, of course, Mr. Schlongini. Gini. That's what And so the mom, the Rosie's mom looks at them and says, so what's the plan for the date? Or after. The, after the prom tonight. Rosie looks at Tony, licks her lips. Very her, sexually. Very sexually. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the table starts to rise. Because Tony's getting a boner. And Tony's got a big penis. And it tips the table. Tips the table. I wish he would have been like this, though. Because it's still, his, he still could have been doing it with his hands. hands. The hands like, behind his back. If he would have been like this. Oh! So my hands are like, my hands are behind my head, like, yeah. receiving one. Yeah. Or I just, oh, because yeah. he, his boner lifts up the whole table and flips, and flips it over. flips it over. And we cut to the dinner scene between Mary Graves and her boyfriend, Norman Bates, and her, his mom. her parents. And and But Norman's mom is there. Norman's, Norman's mom is there. And if anybody's seen Psycho, <laughs> you know that Norman Bates' mother is dead. Uh, so, But in this context, she's kind of a ventriloquist dummy. Right? Yes, she's a ventriloquist dummy. Who and looks like a skeleton, mummy, just mummified skeleton. And then they found in the movie Psycho. Yeah, and Norman is talking, you know, like, uh, hey, did you guys know that my mom can drink a glass of water and also <laughs> sing a song? 
<laughs> like, oh, no, Norman, we did not know that, you know. And he starts to, he starts to sing, or he he takes a glass of water up to his, you know, quote unquote, mom's mouth and pours it on her, or pours it while he starts singing. I'm Hello, my Yankee Doodle you, Dandy. dandy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Damien, uh, Mary's little brother, says, like, where'd you get this schlub? And then Mary just says, like, quiet, Mrs. Bates is singing a song. <laughs> so it's nuts. Uh, I, it is nuts. I don't think we need to bring up the point where he tries to cut the turkey with a chainsaw and the turkey and starts And she freaks flying. out. Um, we meet Detective Harbinger's family. Yes. And they're eating a big Twinkie. Yes. And I guess that's a reference to The Jerk, Steve Martin's uh, famous movie that was hilarious. Because Dr. Harbinger's family, his brothers, his sister, his mom and dad are black, African-American. And he's not. Yes, he's not. Uh, And the other thing is he's he's been eating Twinkies this whole movie. That's what it is. Yeah. Hey. He's been chugging coffee, beers, and and Twinkies the whole movie. That's a good pickup, He dips one in ketchup later. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So it's a giant Twinkie that he slices up and gives to his family so the parents of mary are chaperoning the the uh, dance dance. doctor and mrs graves mob uh norman bates's mother is going to babysit damien Mm -hmm. psycho and omen unite Uh, norman bates's mother is not alive she's a dummy (laughs) yeah she's a skeleton mom goes to the prom and uh gets excited for the kids because she thinks they're going to pork she feels like she's talking too much so they just eject I guess he Norman like has a lever. Or something. It's a yeah. lever in his, uh, in his car, car and a jexer into a f- over the fucking bridge into a river, which is, <laughs> and the dance is rocking. I am they arrive to the dance. I yeah. am going to put something, yeah, that because there is a catchy song like yeah that that, that that we'll share with our our listeners. It's it's actually yeah, people. a pretty good soundtrack. It is yeah, but the band is still not around. Um, and every time like. Uh, Mary hears something scream. Like, even Rosie looks at her one point and goes, "You sure scream a lot." Yeah. And then we get our first kill, Harry Palms. He's getting ready for the dance, I guess, and uh, he's oh, he's... Vice Principal Palms. Yes. Do you want to go right into the kill count? Mm-hmm. Finishes out. Mm-hmm. Harry Palms. All right. Getting ready for the prom. Uh, the pumpkin killer comes in, pushes him into a vice, crushes his head. Crushes his head. The mom finally. Uh, outside of the high school, she makes it. She makes her way there after climbing out of the river or wherever they Out of the river. <laughs> and so does Dr. Dr. Graves. Dr. Graves. He's all bloodied up from a scrub, so they're all together. He shows up. Oh, it was funny because he says, like, dear, what what happened? You look like you got thrown out of a car. And she's <laughs> like, I don't remember. I was telling the kids about the night we met. And he goes, oh, you did get thrown out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> Very airplane-ish-esque. Um, the... Bambi arrives to the dance because they all think that she's not going to get a date. She actually arrives to the date with Looney because on her way into the dance, we think that the Looney's going to kill her, but they have this really cool dance off and then he flashes her because he's only wearing a trench coat and she loves, I guess, what she sees when he flashes her. She says, hey, big guy. Hey, big guy, want to go to the dance? So he's like, fuck yeah. So they arrive at the dance together, mm-hmm. but Bambi screams because she thinks that he's a lawnmower no, uh... killer. Mary. Mary screams, I'm yeah. sorry, that she thinks he's a lawnmower killer. So the loony runs off. So Bambi's like, thanks a lot, Mary. Now i got to go find him. Mm-hmm. She runs down the hallway to find her date, the loony guy. Yeah, but she, she meets the pumpkin head killer. And he chops her head off. Chops her head off. Yeah, we don't see her head come off, but we, we learn later that she's yeah. been decapitated. Yeah, that, yeah that's so, exactly it. So, that's another kill. 
Tony and Rosie decide to leave the dance so they can go to the cafeteria to make some whoopee. That was a funny exchange. They were leaving, and a couple of the chaperones said, I'm sorry, you can't leave the dance to do drugs or, or drink. drink alcohol. And they said, no, we're just going to have kinky sex. And the chaperone says, oh, okay. <laughs> so they, they leave. Very naked gun. Very naked, very yes. Very airplane. It's I can't very say that Zucker enough. Brothers. I can't say that yes. enough. So they go to the cafeteria, and Tony's like, oh, yeah, closer to the food. Yeah, and, and also, so he's making a whipped cream bikini. Very popular. Super new hot. That's the, I thought that, pre, you know, Varsity Blues was the first whipped cream bikini I ever saw with James Vanderbeek. This is the first one that predates I... Predates that. Predates that, definitely. 1982, Tony's putting a whipped cream bikini on Rosie, and they're getting excited. Here comes a pumpkin killer. Tony is trying to tell the pumpkin killer to go away. I mean, here yeah. comes a guy with a knife and a black cape and a pumpkin Jack on his head, and yeah. Tony's like, hey, get out of here. And he tries to throw him off with his gold chain necklace like i'll give you this gold chain necklace if you leave us be like i just want to do it and uh he grabs tony pushes his head into a garbage disposal then a lunch lady suddenly appears and says uh, hey if you're gonna use the garbage disposal run the run the water run and the tony's faucet. like thanks mom so we find out the lunch lady is tony's mom the flint, the the she that hits is the button to turn it on. Turn it on, and Tony's head goes into the garage, uh, garbage disposal. No blood is shown, no nothing. But that is my dick, dick shot, dick shot dick kill, shot dick kill, kill. Dick, dick kill shot of the dick week. Shit, dick, whatever. Dick shot kill. Please, you know the, the four or six listeners that we have. It's the yes. dick shot kill of the week. There it's we either go. Way. We've yeah, said it both we've ways. Said it both I'm things. never so, going to clarify which one it is. I like. It. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the dance continues. Uh, Mary goes well in the same scene. Uh, the, oh, sorry. The yes. killer. Thank you. The, the the pumpkin head killer. Then after he kills Tony, turns to Rosie, who's, who's still there, sitting there. She didn't topless. Wanna... Yeah, whipped cream on her breasts with cherries on top. Uh, and he walks over to her and she goes, you got to be kidding me. Instead of screaming, <laughs> her boyfriend just died with his head in the garbage disposal. She's like, you got to be kidding me. You're coming for me now? And he, bas- he basically picks her up and shoves her into uh, it looks like the, a dishwasher. the dishwasher. But how does she die? Um, it, well, that thing has like spinning And scalding water and maybe? Scalding water. Yeah, okay. Shoves her in there and closes it and fires it up. And we kind of just see her legs yeah. shake around a little bit and then go limp. And that is my... Dick kill shot of the week. The dance continues. Entertaining deaths. Yeah, I mean, so far, yeah. I mean, mean, no blood. This is very non-gory. They would have showed a little more. Oh yeah, entertaining. Maybe some pubes. Mary goes to find Bambi because she's worried about her. Yes. And the I gotta go alone. And Norman's like, I'll come with you. And she's like, No, I need to go alone. Yeah, it's like, but why? She's like, Norman, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. And he's like, It's like they're. Paul, they're calling out the horror movie genre. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's what they're doing. Why do you have to go alone? She's like, I just do, because the script calls for it. <laughs> the, the, the nuttiness continues with mom and dad outside getting high on nitrous. Yeah, I don't, Mary's I, parents are supposed to be chaperoning. But and they're, they're getting high on nitrous. They're getting high on nitrous. All right, let's continue. Fuck. Um, the, finally, I was excited. The pumpkin head finally uses a lawnmower to try to get Mary. Yes. But she decides to stab him with an American flag pole, uh, you know, the American flag on a pole. Right. Stabs him, apologizes because she says she doesn't want to hurt anyone. Mm -hmm. Killer gets up. She runs in to find Harry Palm in his office to get some help. But she's in a vice. He's dead. And she goes. The the, the pumpkin killer runs through the door. She's like, hold on. I'm not ready. Yep. 
grabs a gun, then she goes, okay, I'm ready. Because the pumpkin's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll wait. She grabs a movie. shotgun off the Shoots wall. Shoots him. And blows him away. But he's still alive. She's, yeah. She's like, I'm and, so sorry I never meant to kill anybody. And then he kind of gets up yeah. and she's like, She God keeps apologizing. <laughs> and so what is a killer carrying, Andy? Because as the Mary runs by her mom and dad, they're still high on nitrous. So yeah. then he, the, the pumpkin killer runs by with an American flag, a fire extinguisher, a gun. He's carrying all the things, the things that, that... that she's tried to kill him with for some reason. He he pulled the American flag out of his chest, and yeah. then he picked up the gun, and then um, he's chasing after her, carrying these things. Of course, he's getting slower and slower because he, he is injured. He's running after her with, with these items. She runs past her parents, who were they were laughing about how they've been married 30 years. and um, They don't know each other's name. Mrs. Graves is like, we've been married 30 years, and I don't know your first name. And he's like, it's Dr. And she's like, what? He's like, no, my first name's doctor. I don't have a degree in anything. My dad's name was nurse. My father's name was nurse. And she, Nick, she laughs and farts. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) He says. This has been the most I've learned, like, like, because we don't really talk. We talk a little bit, but we really don't, like, really start dissecting this movie together, Andy and I, until we speak to you slash you. Yeah. She said, he goes, my father's name was nurse. And she goes, ha, ha, ha. You hear? <laughs> the uh, very entertaining. So Mary finally runs over the pumpkin with a lawnmower that I'm really stoked on. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, but he's okay. He gets back yeah, up. Yeah, he gets back up. And she just runs. Mary back. runs back into the dance as yeah. Norman Bates is accepting his prom king award. Yeah. And he's giving the speech about how lawnmowers have saved his life. And yeah, he's. He, uh, this is a speech dedicated to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, he's Mary interrupts and she, she gets stressed. Right. He's like, "Why are you interrupting my?" Oh, and, but then the loony interrupts. Yeah, the, the lawnmower killer busts, busts in. First. Yes. He busts through the wall on the same riding lawnmower that Mary just ran him over with, and he's all at this point he's in bad shape. He's wobbly, and then he collapses on the floor, and that's when the loony, uh, bald loony guy gets up and gives his speech. Now he, keep in mind, he's been in the mental hospital for 13 years. 13 years. years. He escaped today, saw a nurse get mauled by a werewolf. He's acting like he's Johnny Carson because he's been watching all the stuff that he's he's watched watched in 13 years. So he's like, ayo. Everyone's saying that like Ed McMahon in the audience. So he's, I saw a nurse get mauled by a werewolf, a lawnmower killer return, and my first date in 13 years goes and gets her head chopped off. Everyone boos in the crowd. (laughs) And then it says, here's Johnny. That's when I realized that it's the kid Johnny Johnny who... He witnessed the original killing Richard 13 killer. years ago and he ran, and away. ran away. And he I guess was eventually uh, committed and uh, grew up, essentially, in the mental institution. So then the weirdo criminal who we met, the guy, the weirdo, comes in riding on an elephant, a gay elephant, whose name is Bob. I'm not saying, okay, he, he's got an effeminate voice. Yeah, and we don't know that Bob the elephant's gay, but... He's got an effeminate voice he has because... He a very effeminate voice. He's like... And, and the weirdo's riding in on the elephant. An elephant is now in a prom, and the weirdo... Mary, Mary's like, oh, an elephant. Yes, and he's like, I'm Bob, bitch. And he, Bob. she's like, hi, I'm Mary. And so the killer <laughs> thir- from 13 years ago is this weirdo. He's trying to warn Detective Herbinger in the beginning of the movie, and he's like, I just wanted to come back and apologize to everyone. Yeah. And everyone's like, bullshit. He's like, no, I'm serious. And then everyone goes, oh, oh wow. wow. Aw. They forgive him. He's like, I am the pumpkin head killer. But 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 we have one laying on the floor. And who is that? What? Who's that? And they pull the pumpkin head off, and it's Detective Doctor Dick Harbinger. Detective Dick Harbinger. He wanted to be the killer because he was sick of everyone saying that he was stupid for always chasing this 
killer, and he wanted to prove his right, and he wanted to prove his wrong. Prove that the pumpkin-headed killer could come back, so he came back as the pumpkin-headed killer yes. himself. Um, they they make out next to the they start making out next to a history marker. That was funny. Yeah, it's Norman th- Bates. This is after all this. Norman Bates and Mary go out to the the. I don't know. They're out in the grass and they throw down a blanket and they start making out. He takes her earplugs and says, "You're not going to need these anymore," and eats them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because but it's a dream because it's they haven't done yeah. it like they haven't done it. Thirteen years, thirteen months, thirteen days, thirteen yeah. hours, thirteen minutes, one point three seconds. Is that what it was? Yes, and oh. then now the dad appears really mulling the... You explain the last scene. Well, yeah, I don't know what's going the fuck Norman on. Norman and Mary were making out on the out in the yard next to a plaque, a monument that says the site of the first, first lawnmower yeah. killings 13 years ago. So they must uh, replace that plaque every year. Right? I'm going to let that sink in. It's a plaque that says the site of the first lawnmower killings 13 years okay. ago. Okay. Which means next year it's got to say 14 years ago and next... Anyway, uh... And Norman starts getting excited and uh, uh, making his lawnmower noises, and a little lawnmower busts out of his chest. And, Very alien esque. Yeah, alien and, and, and Amy or Amy uh, Mary uh, screams and wakes up, and you—that's when Norman rush, runs in. She's in a bedroom, and he's like, "What's going on?" What oh, you? that's what—that's yeah. what she says. It was a dream. A dream. And they said, haven't done it. Like, I've sorry, been, we've been married. Yeah, I still have dreams. I still the the sounds still freak me out. Obviously, and we've been married for thirteen Ten months. Thir- no, yeah, thirteen months, months. Thirteen days. Thirteen days. Thirteen hours. Thirteen, 13 minutes. Hours. One point three yeah. seconds. And. uh uh, he's just like it's okay, you know. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get over it somehow. And then uh, they start making out, and a, a lawnmower revs up, and she turns, and it's her dad. And she's like, "Dad, what are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm mowing the lawn." And she's like, "Oh, that's what you always say." Roll credits. Fucking finally, Jesus! I had that right next to there. I was like, I had my A for Andy. I was like, just explain it, fucking Andy. They do a quick special scene at the end. Yeah. George, George Kennedy, the yeah. actor, yeah. who plays Doctor. Mr. Dr. Graves. Yes. Where he talks to the camera and says, lawnmowers don't kill people. Yeah, kind of like... People kill people. And then a whole bunch of pies hit him in the face. Yeah. And she goes, Dad, that's what you always say. And that's when we actually roll the credits. Thank God. Uh, the credits are funny. You know, they pass, they, they flash back to a couple clips from the movie to the tune of uh, Saints Go Marching In, showing our main characters and their names. And um, I don't know. Overall, entertaining. I'll give this out of five slasher slash you knives. I'll give this a fucking point seven five. Knife. Really? Just a point seven five of a knife. So you don't have the. You don't get the tip. You don't get the tip. This would be, uh, this would be a fun movie to watch after several beverages. Or maybe uh, some adult beverages. If you live in states where it's legalized for recreational usages. Yeah. I would think smoking too would be kind of funny. Any um special uh, uh trivia or special uh... james spader went out for the role of norman bates within this movie okay uh the theat- theatrical debut for andrew dice clay andrew clay in this mm-hmm. movie um out of the six hundred sixty thousand dollar budget that this movie had 260 had to go to the three main actors wow which would be uh uh excuse me i hate saying uh, detective harbinger george kennedy dr graves and uh, between Joe Don Baker is, is Dick Harbinger, George Kennedy is Dr. Graves, and and uh, Julia Duffy 
plays Mary Graves. And Julie Duffy had a great career designing women, the New Heart Show. Yeah, she, uh, we primarily know her from the New Heart Show, I would think. Yeah, I'm designing women, and yeah. she was also in Shameless. She had a couple seasons on Shameless. Like, so they, you know, there's some a lot of people within this one that mm-hmm. had a you know a great career mm-hmm. uh, again some of the big names that you know not big like return to horror high with george clooney and marie mccormick but we also last week had uh, leslie nielsen and jamie lee curtis i just kind of like how we're starting to kind of connect all these things like eve plum went up for the role of um of um J- J- jamie kim, lee curtis's kim ha- uh, hammond from thank last you week. man good memory yeah. man too much weed on my part <laughs> um but we Again, we try to keep this under a minute, an hour fifteen. It kind of legitimizes the movies when we can put big stars in there. But also, how we start connecting them. I think what legitimizes it does that say right? Legitimizes what 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 we do at Slash U. Yeah, is you and I, Andy. Thank you. I like to think that we do that too. What are we watching next week? Uh, You thought it was gross, but. (laughs) I do think it's gross. No, it's really rad. And I don't have my phone on me because I took a picture of it. This is how it went today, friends. I took a picture of it today with... Uh, oh, on your TV? On my TV because yeah. I was still finishing up my, my second showing, of oh. my third showing of Wacko. This is called Microwave Massacre. Yes, 1983. One hour, 16 minutes. Uh, Fed up with his wife's lackluster cooking. Donald kills her and feasts on her remains. And that's free on Amazon Prime? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Microwave Massacre. So we, I, do you think it's funny how the description says fed up with his wife's lackluster yeah, cooking? I would never think about eating my wife Jody if, like, if, if like she was making like <laughs> tofu chicken nuggets. And I was like, I, these are horrible. Yeah. First of all, sh- my fiance, uh, my wife, Cheryl, her cooking's immaculate. It's never bad. So I would never think, even if it was bad, I wouldn't say, I'm going to kill you and eat you. But what if it was always bad? Maybe. I just wouldn't be married to her. (laughs) This is an overreaction. (laughs) All right, first off, everyone needs to calm down. You take that shit, you take it to a true crime podcast. That's exactly what You're talking about murdering your actual wife or fiance. Because of her cooking? You take that to a true crime podcast. That is a true crime podcast. This is Slash You. You got it. We don't talk about shit on this podcast. (laughs) Hey, friends. It's Andy here. Just have to jump in real quick and do a minor edit on the episode. Uh, We are not watching Microwave Massacre for our next episode, and it's because at the time we recorded uh, episode 9, Microwave Massacre was available for free on Amazon Prime, but uh, before I was able to edit the episode and put it out, Microwave Massacre is no longer available. So... Instead, we are watching Trick or Treats from 1982, also available for free on Amazon Prime. A babysitter is stuck watching over a young brat on Halloween night who keeps playing vicious pranks on her. To add to her trouble, the boy's deranged father has escaped from an asylum and is planning on making a visit. So that's Trick or Treats on Amazon Prime from 1982. Sounds like a pretty good one. We are going to watch that one instead of microwave massacre thanks hey thanks so much for staying with us uh slash this was you, a good one this was a good one i, yeah. I know we're getting a little long but Who i just cares? have so much fun with andy uh slash you underscore podcast that uh is us on instagram yep 
facebook.com slash slash you podcast all one word or you can email us email us slash you podcast at gmail.com with any suggestions comments go ahead and leave us uh, feedback leave us uh, a, a review on all of your favorite podcast platforms five-star review on apple podcast really helps us out and recommend us to a friend who likes these kinds of movies we'll send nudes if you uh leave I us good nick reviews will. nick's way more beautiful nude than i am um yep so i got great boobs you can uh that really helps us out helps spread the word uh we don't do a ton of advertising other than what you hear during the show so we really rely on on uh, your uh, participation as listeners to spread the word about the podcast so thank you very much for being with us this week i am andy i am nick and thank you so much for joining us we'll catch you slashing up episode 10 next week we are slash you slash you slash you no slash slash me hard inappropriate